to the Injured List Podcast, your source for all sports injury topics. For the weekend warrior to the sports fantasy guru, we keep you in the action and out of the injured list. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List Podcast, Brian Scott. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Injured List Podcast special episode. This is just a bonus track for you guys as my guest appearance tonight on Devil's Advocate Sports Talk Live. We're talking pre-NFL draft stuff here um, along with the last dance. So sit back, relax. Just a quick little bonus episode for you guys. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com. Now, back to the show. the last dance all right let's just take it from there let's start right over there's one thing i wanted to ask you about this we're both michael jordan fans right oh yeah and the whole the whole thing that i didn't know in the first episode was michael jordan i think it was the second year in the league he got a really bad foot injury i recall in the first episode right yes and got him out for i think he said almost 50 or 60 games yeah he missed quite a bit of time and then all of a sudden, when he came back, he was ready to play. There was this whole big thing. He went to North Carolina, right? He was playing pickup games. He wasn't supposed to. But then all of a sudden, um, they had him on a minutes restriction where they played him seven minutes a half, right? Correct. So can you tell me a little bit about that injury, what he had? And because I know you work for primarily a foot doctor, right? So oh, what yeah. injury did he have? What did he do to his foot? And, and was it something that he could have came back from and should have been playing for the rest of the season? Um, well, he had a, a te- what, what's called a navicular fracture of the foot, which there's many different types. I'm not exactly sure which one he had. Sometimes you can have like a stress fracture there, which is basically like a, a fracture that develops out of chronic overstressing of the bone. Sometimes you can have an acute okay. fracture. An acute fracture is, you know, more from trauma related, which it appears that that's what he had. Sometimes you can have an avulsion fracture, which is where the ligament actually will pull a little piece of bone off. That's not usually uh, considered a fracture. It's treated more like a sprain. Um, So I'm not really sure which of those kind of three different ones he possibly had. They were kind of vague about the whole thing. I think they may have showed a quick picture of his x-ray or something, but 
Honestly, I don't recall. And um, but yeah, they're 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 not great injuries to have. Um, uh, you can treat them with surgery or without surgery, but typically, if you're treating them without surgery, it means you're non-weight bearing for six to eight weeks, and as long as it's a specific type of fracture, usually heals pretty good. Now, with with athletes, though, they typically tend to want to fix them surgically because there's a higher rate of non-union for, like, the stress fractures, which means it doesn't right. heal. So I'm not exactly sure. My guess is that he probably did not have a stress fracture. It was probably an acute fracture of some kind. And they opted to treat him non-operatively, which would meant they would have had to keep him out six to eight weeks. But... It seems like he just didn't want to follow instructions, and as he felt better, he started going back to doing stuff probably prematurely. But, uh, you know, being young and as a stud as he is, he probably just healed fine without any problems. Thank thank God, because we were <laughs> – we never would have had Michael Jordan. You know, that could have been a pretty exactly. serious injury. And, again, that was something that I don't think anybody remember. I certainly did not remember that. I remembered his rookie season. I remember him – missing out on a lot of the the second season, but I do remember making the playoffs. And so I saw a, a meme today um, on Facebook. I saw it, you know, cause now this sparks the whole debate again between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. And I think if you watch, really watch this, um, you see that the difference because everybody's like, Oh, when the, when LeBron James, you know, scores 49 points and loses in the finals, you know, they, they say he didn't get the job done, but when Jordan loses, a playoff series and he's scoring 40, 50 points a game, you know, they're given the player of the, of the game, you know? <laughs> so I think there's a big difference there between what was going on back then uh, with Jordan and him doing it on his own and everything. But what do you think the disconnect is between LeBron and Jordan? First of all, I know your answer. I know you think Jordan is definitely a better player than LeBron James, but what do you think that that stigma is with James right now? Well, for me, it, it just if you if you just if you watch like the interviews, if you watch Michael talk about himself, and if you listen to the other players talk about how he carried himself during practices and even off the court, he was intense and he was focused and he was driven. Right? Um, he's also a very intelligent guy, and um, I think sometimes you know athletes have a statement where they're not very intelligent uh, based on you know their social class and and all that stuff, but. Michael is a very educated guy, very intelligent, and very, very driven. And I think that's where he kind of separates himself from the others. And this is why whenever I break down the top couple basketball players, I always put him up number one, and I always put Kobe number two, because I think Kobe had a similar mentality. That's why mm-hmm. everybody calls him the Mamba mentality. You know, that comes after the, the Mamba snake, which is a snake that repeatedly will bite its victims and its prey multiple times, and it basically doesn't quit. It doesn't give up. It just keeps biting. You know, it only takes probably one bite to kill its prey, but it will just keep going at them. And Kobe and Michael are very similar in that regard, as they as uh, how they carry themselves on the court. And um, I think that's basically where they separate themselves from from the others. And if you listen to that documentary when Michael first talked about how he came in the league and he was on the Bulls and he walked into a, a a hotel room and he saw a bunch of guys sitting around like doing drugs and doing all this stuff, and he was just like, "I didn't even drink," and I separated myself. He's like, I, and Amazing, he, got a, right? he got a very modest apartment, right? And he went, he's like, I went to the gym, I came home, I ate, I slept and I rested. And then I went back to the gym the next day. And that's the kind of focus and the kind of driven mentality that separated him from everybody else. Absolutely. And to yeah, me, that's, that's the and big guys, difference. You're watching Devil's Advocate Sports Talk. Sorry about the, the difficulties tonight, but finally we are on live. We're on live with Brian Scott, 
Uh, he has his own podcast called uh, The Injured List. And uh, Brian, how's the podcast going? Why don't you do a quick plug on your podcast? Tell everybody out there where they can get it, what it's all about. Well, the podcast has been going really well. I've, I've been getting a bunch of content on there uh, every week now. I'm trying to maintain that schedule. It's going to be a little hard, though, until the sports start going up, uh, you know, starting up again. So I might have to take a little hiatus myself here, but um, I, I did a couple of episodes recently, one where I spoke to some frontline healthcare workers and we talked about the impact of COVID-19 and how that affected um, not only athletics, but also those who work in healthcare and athletics. So that was a really interesting conversation I had with a good friend and former colleague of mine. So please check that out. That was episode number five. Um, episode number six was the one I just published yesterday. And in that episode, we discussed um, uh, the history of the scouting combine and how that affects the draft and how, in my opinion, um, the actual purpose of the combine was actually to gain medical information on all these players coming out of college football. So uh, most people look at it as, uh, oh, he can do a 40 in a certain amount of time or he can do uh, a 45-inch vertical jump. But the actual main reason for the whole scouting combine leading up to the draft was to get medical information. So I know you went off earlier about how these uh, reporters and all these guys on online and on TV are giving all their mock draft opinions and whatnot and how inaccurate they are. And one of the reasons I think is because it's all speculation is all hearsay. The real that's, that's, my, that's my thing, Brian. Why are we paying these guys? Why are we constantly seeing these guys? I get that they're scouts. I get that they're good at being scouts. But to have all these mock drafts, I mean, it's it's really – there's no reason for it because they're constantly changing. I understand things change in the NFL. What they should do, honestly, if you want to do a mock draft, these guys should have a live show doing a mock draft right before the draft. I'm telling you right now, right after this draft is done, they're going to tell us next year who they think is going to be drafted in the first round, and they're not going to be correct in any of the picks because they don't even know what teams are picking when. Do one mock draft, do it right before the draft, and you know what? Hold them accountable because to have five, six drafts throughout six months to me is really stupid. It's really ridiculous, and they never get it right. Not one of them had Baker Mayfield going in the going number one overall a couple of years back. So to me, it just loses all their credibility. That's just me. Yeah, well, this is exactly what I kind of discuss on my podcast uh, to some degree, but I, I focused on some of these uh, big prospects that are coming out that are going to be going or potentially going in the first or second round and how the injuries that they have had to deal with over the last year or currently and how, how major an impact is that is on their draft status and where they get drafted. And I think that that gets overlooked a lot. But the reason for that is because there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that any of us will ever know, including all these guys who are reporters who are, you know, shaking hands and rubbing elbows with the, with the people behind the scenes, because there's only so much medical information that anybody can get their hands on because of HIPAA laws and the privacy laws that, that these healthcare providers have to follow. And no one's sitting mm -hmm. there in the examinations and in the clinical exam rooms and looking at all their diagnostic imaging and stuff. So, but, but the people who do have access to that information are the ones who are making the decisions, the GMs, the owners, the coaches, the medical staff. And you can bet that they all sit down at a round table and they go over all this stuff in, in, in finite detail. Not this year. Oh, not well. this year. <laughs> no round table this year. No, 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 no. Well, okay. Through chat, if you want to say it, through chat. <laughs> a virtual round table. Correct. But, but the point is, is that that's all happening while all the, 
40 yard dash times are getting recorded while all the vertical jump tests are being done in the background is all this medical stuff that's going on. And it, it doesn't really get out very much about that. And I think people don't realize that. So, so my last episode, we kind of get into that a little bit and that's what we talked about, but I guarantee you that when you have all of that information in front of you, you can be a lot more accurate in your predictions about where these guys go in the oh, draft. Sure. And, and it's just information that we'll never have be privy to because we're not there and we can't, accessed to it <laughs> or no one can gain access to it it's, it's illegal so um, unless something gets leaked uh, like a wonderlick test or you know something like that now ian rapaport recently posted something about uh judy the wide receiver there from uh um uh, alabama, alabama who apparently had uh, an acl injury a few years ago or last year but then came back and or not not acl i'm sorry it was like a meniscus injury in his knee had surgery and apparently that was uh, an issue during his combine and they apparently got letters from his physician and surgeon basically saying, hey, everything looks good. But I can guarantee you that if he slips down in the draft, I bet that that was probably one of the reasons because they, you know, of course, the surgeon that he had is going to tell him everything looks good and he, this guy's doing great. But and his performance on the field will probably confirm that. But I guarantee you that any team that's interested in picking him is going to go over those MRIs, go over those x-rays with a really fine tooth comb and look for any kind of thing that they can say, you know, hey, this guy might be damaged goods. Maybe we should draft somebody else instead ahead of him. And that could eventually lead to him getting bumped back a little bit. So just stuff like that, you know, that I think that a lot of people don't know about, we should keep an eye on and just, and see what happens in the draft as this goes forward, because that's information that doesn't always get out there. Absolutely. I'm going to bring Dom on real quick. I just want to make sure Dom's audio is working. Dom, say a couple words. <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. That's what was my fear. So I don't know if I can bring any other guests on because I don't know if their audio is going to work. That's but Brian, um, so I'm telling you guys right now, come August, September, when we start getting past this stuff and football gets started, you guys are going to want to listen to every single episode of this guy's podcast because he's going to be able to tell you. Because what's the biggest thing in fantasy, right? Injuries. Who's going to play? Who's questionable? Who's going to be able to come in? and um and be a part of you know something that you know we don't know how who to start in our lineup so take us brian through some of that that what you plan on doing right before the week you have guys that you're going to have a, a questionable list you're going to have a game time decision how are you going to tell the people out there who to um who to start who to not start what to do is it something where you're going to look at injury reports how are you going to do that well, I'm not going to tell people what to do. I'm just going to give them some information and help them make an educated decision. What I'm going to do is basically do my research, do my homework, look at what's out there in the press and in the media, look at these other guys that are always on TV doing their reports. I'm going to look at the fantasy reports every week and see what the injury reports say as far as their status. Are, you know, are they question mark? Uh, are they practicing? Are they not practicing? Are they seeing a surgeon? Are they got another opinions? Or, you know, what's going on with those individuals? As much as I can gather you know, online or through uh, print, uh, just like anybody on any other fan would. But I'm able to take that and use my experience and my expertise in healthcare and sports medicine to kind of paint a picture of what could possibly be going on and give some scenarios. So that way, at least people have an edge can make an educated decision about whether or not they want to start those guys, whether or not those guys should be dropped for that week, you know, and, and things like that. 
Awesome. Well, that sounds great. What were your takeaways from the last dance? I know, man, we are so starving for sports out there. I think the whole world tuned into this because there's nothing else going on, right? Ah. So what were some of your things that you took from from the first two episodes of uh, The Last Dance? Well, for one, I couldn't agree more, man. It was like, thank God they decided to release it early. Uh, I think MJ actually had the final say in that, which couldn't ask for better timing. I mean, if, if there was, you know, I, I survived for like a week or two without some sports, but then these last, these last few days here and leading up to this weekend, I was like, oh man, I can't wait for this to air finally. Um, but yeah, I think that the thing I took away from it was I had no idea, I guess, because we were kind of young when all this was going on, but I was still a big fan. Um, I, you didn't realize, I think all the stuff that was going on contractually with like Scotty Pippen and how, how much they hated that owner, huh, man? <laughs> and how they ripped into him. Oh, I, I had no idea. Like they were mocking him every every chance they got. Um, not the owner. I'm sorry, the GM. Um, but uh, I I I I knew that they respected Jordan. And I knew he was somewhat difficult to play with based on previous reports. But I think his teammates, and if you watch the two episodes and you hear them talk, they really respected him, and they really feel mm-hmm. that. If it wasn't for him, they probably would not have had as good of careers as they had. Because I feel like he elevated everybody around them, around him. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was it was great. I can't wait for the next episode. Um, Brian uh, Scott right now is our guest. So we're having some technical difficulties. We're going to stay with Brian as long as we can. I'm going to try to bring some other guests in. We're having some audio issues. I want to see and make sure I can hear Everybody out there, I'm going to try to bring in a different guest to see if we can get their audio working. This is Brian. Brian, can you uh, can you hear me out there? Can you say a few words? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Brian. Welcome to the show. Uh, well, Brian, Scott, I'm going to let you go. Let me let Brian go. Brian, so when do, you, um, when do you do recordings on your new podcast, and how many times do you do you play them live? Like, what's going to be your schedule moving forward? Well, so this past episode, I actually did <clears> um, – I did it uncut and unedited, so I basically did it from start to finish, basically like a live stream almost, you know, except that it was recorded, obviously. But uh, I did that just uh, right. uh, to kind of mo- uh, mimic what would be going on during NFL draft. So I wanted all my ideas and all my information to get out there fresh, unedited, unscripted, all for the fans to hear and take in. Um, in the future, it's not going to be like that unless I have something special to, to, to produce. But um, it's going to be... I'm hoping at least once a month, but once football starts, hopefully maybe once weekly and just kind of do a quick, quick uh, 15 to 20 minute injury rundown. Um, but it, I've also got a lot of guests lined up to talk about various uh, sports topics and injury topics and things centered around sports and injuries um, going forward. Right now with the coronavirus stuff, I've had to kind of put a little bit on the back burner because a lot of the people I talk with work in healthcare and they're all super busy right now and their schedules are all a mess. But once we get everything up and running, I'll have some guests on and we'll do some interviews and talk about a lot of sports uh, awesome. medicine. That's great, man. We can't wait for it. Again, Brian Scott, uh, the injured list podcast is going to be, is out already and look for it. You can find it on any, anywhere that you get your podcast. Brian, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. Yeah, dude. Hey, by the way, if you haven't listened to it recently, I got a new intro and it's done by Colin Cosell and it sounds freaking awesome. It. And if you don't know who he is, he's uh, the grandson of Howard Cosell, and he's the New York Mets and City Field PA announcer. And he did an awesome job for me, and I appreciate it so much. I gave him a shout-out, and he was kind enough to let me use it on my podcast. It sounds really sweet, so check it out. Awesome, man. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. All right, cool. Take care, guys. See you later.
All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, hope you enjoyed that little uh, guest appearance on Devil's Advocate. Abe had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties, but we were able to get that straightened out. I hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned for some future uh, podcast episodes coming your way here. And uh, take care. Stay healthy. Uh, excuse me. Stay healthy. Stay active and stay safe. <laughs>